All right, folks, my friends, welcome back. We're going to talk Medicare planning for residents in Colorado. And so even if you don't live in Colorado, but are thinking of leaving, say, California and moving to the great state of Colorado, uh, we're bringing back our residential expert, J.O., from MaximizeYourMedicare.com. Uh, Jay's got a book you can get on Amazon. Jay, is, it, is there a paperback a copy as well, or is it just all Kindle? There's a paperback copy as well. People like to, there are note pages, so people yes. like to write in the margins and on blank pages there, which are there specifically for that reason, just to remember certain things. Uh, yes, every, basically every platform, you can definitely buy the book. All right, that's fantastic. So highly suggest you do that. And uh, as Jay and I were talking about, yes, yet the last episode with California, and this is for all 50 states, uh, Medicare planning and health planning is so individually unique, my friends, that I, I just you can't do a boilerplate cliched approach to this stuff. It's, it's just you can't because your your health is the most individualist, unique situation you have. And you got to understand your options. So thankfully, Colorado is a it sounds like a pretty good state. Jay was just telling me about. So, uh, Jay, uh, take it away about uh, about the great state of Colorado, if you would. Sure, Josh, thank you. So Colorado, as far as Medigap, Medigap, Medicare Supplement, Medicare Supplemental, those are the same thing. There are just three different terms. Don't ask me why there are three different ones, but there are. Anyway, prices, carriers are amongst the largest in the nation and very much right within what I would call the sweet spot. It is not an expensive location compared to the other states in the country for to give you an idea for a female turning 65 somewhere in the low 100s meaning 110 to 120 will certainly give you a very good ballpark uh, men of course a slightly more expensive something on the order of 10 to 20 dollars more expensive now the thing here to keep in mind is that you can't overgeneralize and what you see it is very difficult for individual people to identify the right price the most accurate price because what happens is many carriers offer household discounts married discounts which are not exactly the same thing some people, when you both, uh, some carriers offer the discount only when you both enroll at the same carrier. Some do not. Okay. So you can't really overgeneralize on it. Nevertheless, the bottom line is competitive. And if you are able to capture the discount, the discount can be substantial all the way up to you know, the 10%, if not more, uh, discount on your monthly premium. Yeah, okay. So very competitive and very good in Colorado as far as Medigap goes. On standalone prescription plan, otherwise known as Part D, also the largest carriers and the largest plans in the nation exist. Something on the order of 24, yes, 24 prescription plans. For example, if we take Denver, they begin at the low $20 a month uh, price point as far as premium goes. Now, I urge caution to everyone. 
every year, which is that prescription drug plans have varying premiums, but in addition to that, they have different deductibles and co-pays. They're different pre preferred pharmacies. So if you'd like to go to a particular pharmacy and not another, you will want to fit your to make sure that you are getting the best price for your particular list. And that's kind of back to your point, Josh, which is this is a very individualized thing. So one medication can entirely change what plan might be best for a person. Um, one different pharmacy, for example, if you're used to a small local pharmacy, maybe they're a preferred pharmacy, maybe they're not. These are the details that will matter financially. There's not going to be a question about whether or not you're going to be able to locate a plan. That is not the question. This is now a question of getting the best bang for the buck. So that is how the Medigap and Part D um, market works for Colorado. Now, Medicare Advantage, which is also sometimes referred to as Part C, it combines, in most cases, prescription drug coverage along with health benefits. It is, again, competitive. There are plans that have no premium, but you need to, of course, be enrolled in Part A and Part B. That is a must. Yeah. Um, that said, Colorado is unique in the sense that there exists a plan, there exists five, something called five-star plans. It's the first state where really this type of, by first state that we've discussed so far, Josh, Okay. Colorado has a five-star plan. There are special rules if you want to enroll into a five-star plan. You can change into a five-star plan once a year outside the annual election period. In other words, off-season, if you will. Okay. Okay. Which is a special thing, right? As I think that one thing I try to make clear in the book maximize your medicare as well as in as well as the free newsletter where your listeners can subscribe you know on the website for the book is that the consumer rights and options that are given to consumers policy medicare beneficiaries is very largely in the consumer's favor mm -hmm. as long as they understand the mechanisms, how these rules actually fit together. Once that is understood, then irrespective of someone's financial resources, health situation, you'll be able to locate, you know, what is best for the particular situation. But that said, what ends up happening is people misunderstand the rules or they may have an adult um, adult age child who tries to apply their own individual health insurance plan and the way it works to Medicare and Medicare works differently. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and absolutely. so these are the, the distinctions that need to be drawn. People need to be aware of these differences so that they can make the right choice. Now, can you just let with the five star plan? Is that like a specific plan or is that just all inclusive of any, you know, Medicare uh, 
supplement or you know Medigap plan or what what exactly is that five star plan, Jay? So what happens is the CMS, which is the federal agency, it's part of Health and Human Services. What they and it stands for Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. What happens is they rate all Part D as well as Medicare Advantage plans every year. Okay. If a particular plan has been awarded the five-star rating, then you have this something called SEP, which is basically a side door. And side door shouldn't be thought of as something nefarious. It is an extra option. Okay. It's an extra option where you get to enroll into this type of plan once a year. And it does not have to be in the annual election period, as I stated, which normally runs from October 15th through December 7th. So I'm still, why, I mean, so what is the best, I mean, I get that it gives you more ability to enroll in it, but that means like, if you're not happy with your current plan and it's June 15th and you're like, I want to switch out because Colorado's five-star, you could do that at that point, as opposed to waiting till October through December? You can do that, but you have to switch into a plan that has been rated five-star oh, okay. by the federal government. All right, so it's not, not every the state. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. It's not the state. It is that particular target destination plan. Okay. You're switching from plan number one to plan number two. Well, if plan number two has a five-star rating by the CMS, you are able to do that off-season. Okay, so it's plan-specific. Okay, gotcha. I'm just curious. You may or may not know, and I hate to put you on the spot, but what's the percentage of plans that are out there, you know, throughout the United States that are five-star, like 5%, 10%? I mean, any idea what the percentage is? Uh, Anecdotally, and I haven't run the numbers specifically, it's lower than 5%. Oh, man, okay. So Colorado having one of those five-star plans, that is very unique then. Okay, interesting. It is very, very unique. And maybe it's one, it is very difficult to locate. Some locations do not have many locations, if not most. I can say most, meaning more than 50%. Certainly, the overwhelming majority of locations do not have any five-star plans. So Colorado is special in that regard, meaning that the carrier has set up a set of benefits in a particular location, which has been rated five-star by the CMS. So, Jay, here's a question for you, and this isn't unique to Colorado, but just, you know, we'll talk, and we'll probably ask you this a couple of times throughout these, uh, this litany of episodes. So someone's, let's say it's June, June 15th, and someone's saying, you know, I'm getting out of California, I'm moving to Colorado, as my grandkids are. I'm on, I'm on a Medicare supplement plan, you know, I'm on a part, I'm a part C, I'm on a Medigap plan, whatever, let's just say a Medigap plan. What happens? I mean, so now they're moving from Los Angeles to Denver. It's June. Uh, what happens in terms of that policy? Is it? I mean, I'm sure you've been through this. What, what's the what's the ramifications for their coverage? It's an interesting. It's an interesting and subtle question that you're asking. So, first of all, your Medigap plan will work. Okay. Uh, so, if you've moved from California to Colorado, your Medigap plan works. When you arrive in Colorado, 
you do the issue is going to be how you are going to be charged for the premium. Okay. Because certain the destination states, for example, may may not exist in Colorado, in, meaning that the carrier may not really be well represented in your new state. Exactly right. In which case, you've changed you've changed your state of residence, and in that instance, what can end up happening is you be charged on a different basis. Meaning, there because what happens is even within a state, the premiums can differ for Medigap. So if you're out of state, you may be charged an entirely different rate. So you do need to be careful. And in the newsletter <clears throat> over the last few months, I've pointed this out, which is that if you know the destination state, meaning let's just use that same example, you know that I'm going to move from California to Colorado, then you'll want to be a bit more careful when you're choosing Medigap carriers. Because you'll want to be involved with a carrier which is both good and competitive in both locations. Okay. As okay. best that you can. Because then when you get to Colorado, you can just call up the carrier and say, I've moved to Colorado. They say, okay, here's your Colorado rate. And they were competitive in California. They're competitive in Colorado. They cannot kick you off the plan. It's guaranteed renewable. So that's not the issue. It's kind of a question of math of money. Now for prescription drug plan, Part D and, and Medicare Advantage can be known as Part C. If you move out of the service location, yeah. you, you, do, you are required to change plans, required. Okay. So for example, <clears throat> what happens, it, let's just take, continue on with the California to Colorado example. You've got a prescription plan and let's just call it plan X. Well, that same plan may exist in Colorado. However, that doesn't mean that the premium is necessarily the same. Exactly. And you need to report that you've moved to the new state. You've got to report to the carriers, hey, I've moved. Now, again, back to my theme of the options being in favor of the consumer. Let's just say you're on plan X, which is a standalone prescription plan in California. You get to Colorado and you realize that plan Y is superior for you okay. in a new location. Because of this special enrollment period, this SEP that requires you to change prescription plans, you can change to any prescription plan irrespective of the time of the year that you move. Okay. Okay. That doesn't. So again, it's just basically the same theme, which is the rules heavily in the buyer's favor, which is great for the consumer, as long as you understand what those rules are. Well, going back to Medigap, though, say you got a Medigap policy in California that's not well represented, if at all, in Colorado, and there maybe the insurer is not even in that state. You know, let's say you're even moving to some other state that's minimal. What do you do there? I mean, do you have 
I get where if it's, you know, similar to similar, you just got to change them and say, I'm in this state instead. And you got to change your premiums. But what if the insurer is not well represented in the destination state? Well, it does become more difficult, which is why some foresight is probably in order, meaning that you may have to pay the higher premium if you want to continue with your Medigap coverage. That's outcome number one. Outcome number two is, depending on your health situation, you may choose to change to a more competitive carrier. So, for example, let's say you're 70 when you move to Colorado. Right. Well, I didn't say that you were going to be automatically rejected for health reasons. So if you can help qualify, you can then reapply or at least attempt to do so. Now, that would you generally are not exempted. You're not exempted from the medical underwriting process if moving is the reason in ah that's where i was going with this okay so you still might need to be underwritten then you would need to be underwritten oh if you stayed with the same carrier you do not right okay so the there can be tricky situations and absolutely sometimes an expert is involved involved here which is that i'm on carrier number one plan n and then I moved to Colorado and carrier number one is not well represented. And so, Back. so carrier number one says, okay, if you live outside of this, these locations in this zip code, your rate is 20% higher. That can happen. So basically it is very important, especially if you know in advance, if you don't know advance, I, I'm not suggesting to hem and haw over every last outcome if it's improbable. But if you know, for example, that your child and grandchildren live in Colorado, you live in California, well, that may be in your future plans. You may want to take a look because it will be better for you over time that Colorado in your new location, that the premium may be a lot lower with carrier number two in California second place carrier because the first place carrier in California may not exist at all in Colorado. Now that does not mean that does not mean that the hospital, the doctor will not accept the the card, the plan. That is not the case. That is not the question. This is now a question of, will you be able to, does it make sense to do a little extra homework to save yourself potentially a lot of money over the long run? Exactly. I mean, that's <laughs> the whole point about this is you're making a huge decision that may affect you for the rest of your life, weigh your options. But just going back to that case where the, you're in part N and they're not represented in Colorado and you're you got to be underwritten again to stay in the uh, Medigap policies. I mean, what happens if you fail underwriting? Jay, I mean, what do you do? Well, then if that in in that instance, remember that you cannot be ejected from the old carrier, carrier one. You cannot. Okay. You would just be charged a higher premium. Oh, right. Okay. A potentially higher premium. 
So that is so it's not the end of the planet by any means. But what it does tell you is that for persons who have health situations and they know in advance, hey, I'm not going to be able to pass underwriting beyond the Medigap open enrollment period. Exactly. Then they'll want to, and these persons are generally accustomed to looking around fairly aggressively because they know they have the situation for themselves in advance. So as a result, those persons in my experience have an eye out for what are these other you know, situations that I need to consider. So I don't want to make a mountain out of a molehill, but it's just something to keep in mind for those persons who do move or who have a plan of moving to a retirement home or a retirement location. Colorado can certainly be one. Um, So as a result, you'll want to keep your eye out on that. Uh, that's good stuff, Jay. I, uh, that's actually so informative. I can't, uh, again, once again, every time we do these sessions, I learn something specific to the state, but then, you know, obviously general for the old Medicare planning scenario as well. And uh, if I'm learning stuff, I can only imagine the listeners are as well, because, uh, you know, this is what I do for a living in terms of financial planning. Uh, financial planning uh, deficiency has been in this subject, which is why I go to you, the expert. Um, where can people find you, Jay? And, and also, uh, you know, I'll say about the newsletter real quick, guys. And um, I signed up for Jay's newsletter. And every single time he sends something, every week, every Saturday, there is something I want to post on my own blog uh, specific to that newsletter because it's, it's just so informative. No other way around that. Um, so you should definitely sign up for it, too. It's completely free. I have yet to get a sales pitch. I, you know, you don't get... Hey, you sign up for a newsletter. Why don't you buy X? It doesn't work like that. Jay just sends it out there to you. And if you want to contact him, you can, but you're not going to get inundated with, uh, with, with sales pitches from some of these, uh, man, I guess uh, it's crazy. Anyway, so where can people find you, Jay? The website for the book is maximizeyourmedicare.com. You can sign up there. We don't even ask for your phone number and that, those types of things because we're aware that, you get calls, et cetera, et cetera. And some of them are not asked for. There is the ability to click a box to say, please send me a private email, for example. That is the choice. That's the option. That is not a requirement. Yeah. uh, And the newsletter comes out every Saturday. Is that correct? Every Saturday. Try to keep to that schedule. Yes. Um, And so people can read over the weekend. Some of I try to have some kind of mixture between uncomplicated and, of course, healthcare as a topic and health yes. insurance markets is a complicated topic. So I do get asked questions by people to, about my opinion on how to think through the hot take of the day. You know that is certain to cross, and we're going to come up to midterm election. So yeah. I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon. <laughs> it's never going to stop. All right, Jay, well, I'll let you get on, get on to your day. But uh, man, again, once again, informative as all can be. And folks, don't forget, MaximizeYourMedicare.com. And uh, thanks again for being on the program, Jay. Appreciate it, man. My privilege, Josh. Thanks.